0: It's my great pleasure to introduce uh, a newer friend of mine uh, named Leo Bing, uh, and also his family to you, Emily and their son, Nathaniel. Um, we first met them this summer in Burlington. Uh, actually, it was one of our days off. We were worshiping at a church there and just met them at a worship service in the park down near the lake, um, but we quickly made a connection, um, heard him speaking Mandarin, and we, from there we, we started to to hear and learn more about their story. So I'll let him share some of that as he shares God's word with us this morning. Um, but briefly, um, Liu Bing and Emily are originally from Sichuan province in China or Chongqing, kind of Western China. They have amazing spicy food there. Yes. <laughs> um, so if you like spicy Chinese food, that's the, the heartland of that. Um, they have been on a journey for a number of years uh, as. As part of their experience in the church, there um, that led them first to Singapore uh, and then to the United States about five years ago. Um, they've just recently completed their studies at Wheaton College. Um, Emily is a pediatric psychologist, psychiatrist, psychologist, um, and so she's actually the, what brought them here is she's doing her residency at the University of Vermont um, Medical Center. So. Um, But Leo Bing was also at Wheaton studying biblical exegesis, hermeneutics. Um, And so he has recently come out of that program and has a passion for the church. Part of what he does is theological education for pastors back in China. So um, can I pray for you, Leo, and then you can um, share what God's given you to to share with us. Lord Jesus, we thank you uh, for this family. We thank you for Leo Bing. We thank you for uh, his love for your word, uh, his careful study of it. I also just thank you for his pastor's heart and his love for your church um, across the world, across nations and cultures. Pray you would make our hearts uh, quick to hear and receive these words and to obey them. Um, pray you would just yeah, speak through him, uh, give him your peace, your joy. Um, may the power of your word uh, come to us as he, as he shares it. Pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank
1: you, brother. Yeah. Good morning, JSA Church. Um, Thank David for introducing me and my family to you. Uh, It is such a privilege and honor to be with you guys this morning and preach God's word here. Um, Today, my sermon title is "From Faith to Obedience." Um, Actually, it is also my spiritual journey. Of prepare, preparing this sermon, I will share it more about that later. As Christians, faith is a very familiar top, topic or word for us because it is very really important for us as Christians. And how to live a faithful life has been a lesson for all since throughout ages. But sometimes we may feel it is difficult to understand what is faith because sometimes it is. A little bit abstract, several years ago, um, I have two friends, both of whom were uh, facing the same decision of whether to take a promotion in their jobs. When they sought advice from different people, from different supervisors, they both heard the suggestion that choosing a path or choosing a way that requires greater faith. One friend thought that uh, taking the job, taking the promotion, requires a lot of new skills and leaderships for him. So that requires more faith for him. So he decided to take the job, take the promotion. However, my other friend, he thought it is more difficult for him to overcome his idolatry on achievement, so he decided not to take the promotion at that time. Interestingly, similar situations, but have different endings. But the same thing here is that both they choose, or both a lot of people all suggested them to choose the way or choose a path that requires greater faith. However, when we are making a decision, are there any other lessons we need to learn besides requiring greater faith? We need to think about this question when we are in the process of making a decision. Actually, the two apostles also faced similar question and they needed to learn the same lesson Let's first look at Luke chapter 17, verse 5. The scripture there says that the two disciples asked for Jesus' help. They asked Jesus to increase their faith. Their request seems very spiritual, but Jesus' answer indicates that it also had other lessons that they need to learn besides increasing their faith. What's the reason for their request? Let's look at the context of this verse. In the preceding verses 1 through 4, Jesus' teachings can be summed up as being your brother's watchman. Verses 1 and 2 said that don't make another brother stumble. If you make your another brother stumble, you will be in a big trouble. However, however in in verse 1, Jesus also said nobody can avoid making another brother stumble. So, verses 1 and 2 said that Jesus was asking disciples to do something that seems impossible for them, Jesus was asking them to do something they were not able to do. Then, verse 3 and 4 say that if a brother sins against you, you need to forgive him. Even if he consistently offended you, sin against you, but also consistently came to you and said, I'm sorry, you should forgive him again and again. I don't know if you have this kind of friend. If you have, how will you get along with him or her? But one time I heard a sermon from another pastor. He shared that most, this kind of friend are from our close friends because other people they don't have this kind of chance to offend you so much. <laughs> when the Apostles heard Jesus teaching here, they shrunk, ba- they shrunk back because it seems impossible for them to avoid the inevitable sin. And it is also challenging for them to forgive a person who habitually offends you, and after that he comes to you and says, I'm sorry. So it seems impossible for the apostles to obey such kind of orders. Thus, therefore, the apostles thought it would take a lot of faith. It will require a big faith to accomplish such kind of difficult, challenging commands. They needed greater faith. So they thought if they were to obey Jesus' commands, Jesus must increase their faith. So they asked Jesus Christ to increase their faith. Increase their faith. But in verses six through 10, Jesus Christ used two analogies as the answer to them. What's the answer to the request? And we often think the apostles' request for increasing faith as a very spiritual and gathering request. But in fact, the request here is not as spiritual as we think. Because here, in fact, the apostles were not facing the problem of the size or the amount of the faith. Why? Because in the parable of faith like a master seed, in verse six, Jesus expressed that even, every, even very little faith can do incredible things. Even very, very little faith like a master seed can do incredible things. So that means if the apostles had that little kind of faith, they can make it. They can obey Jesus' commands. The next parable of unworthy servant in verses 7 through 10 brings out the true problem or the deeper problem of the apostles. The problem that is the apostle was facing is larger about the size or the amount of faith. The problem is about obedience. In the parable of unversed servant, Jesus said that if the servant was, has been working hard all the day in the field or herding sheep, the master will not wait for him to come back to uh, have warm food with him. On the contrary, the master will expect the servant to simply wash, change his clothes, and prepare the dinner for them. Only when the servant has done all these things, can he eat, drink, and take care of his own needs. And And also when the servant tries his best to do all these things well, he will not expect his master come to him Comes to him and pat his shoulder and say, "Give him a thumbs up. Good job. Well done." Because the master at that time has no responsibility to comfort or praise the servant. I know it is hard for us who live in the 21st century to understand this parable without being angry to angry at this master, or we maybe think. This master is so mean. But we need to understand this parable through the first century background. Actually, through the scriptures, I can say that none of the disciples would disagree with Jesus. Because they should all understand the basic principle in their time. The principle that is, The master has the right to demand the servant's absolute obedience. And the absolute obedience to the master is also the duty of the servants. They all understand that, so they would not disagree with Jesus. In verse 10, Jesus applied this basic principle to the apostles. It is obvious that Jesus is their master and the disciples are the servants. Now, we can see that the true problem or the deeper problem faced by the disciples is that that they didn't have big enough faith or they they didn't have enough faith. Jesus here reminded them of that, who their master is, who their role is, and reminded of them that their responsibility is to obey the Lord's commands, to obey the Lord's orders. Even though sometimes it, is, it may be very difficult, challenging to obey. Actually, when the disciples realize their master's greatness and their smallness, it will, it will not be so difficult for them obey. Let's look at the larger context for this event. This event happened on the way to Jerusalem when the disciples were on their way to Jerusalem with Jesus. They could accept the master-servant relationship with Jesus and they could also agree with that the master has the right to demand the servant's absolute obedience, and the absolute de- obedience is also the duty of servants. They could also uh, they agree with this, but they didn't fully know Jesus. They may regard Jesus as a normal rabbi, as same with other masters, as same with other masters in this world. So, it may be difficult for them to obey Jesus' command completely. However, as we all know, our Lord Jesus Christ, He is unlike any other master on this earth. He is our Savior, the Savior that, the God, that our God sent to save and call His people in this world. And all of this is only because of God's amazing grace. If they understood that Jesus is their savior, their redeemer, they knew his commands are beyond all wisdom, are all good. It would be it would not be so difficult for them to obey Jesus' commands. This situation is like this, imagine. If you are a worker, who is asked by your boss to buy a huge, buy a big house in Boston there. But you find out that you only have 50 bucks with you. So you will think that it is impossible for you to accomplish this task, finish this job. So what you will do? You will go back to your boss to ask him to raise funds for this job. But when you know that the whole world or the whole country or the whole city belongs to your boss, you won't have any struggle. You will just go ahead. You will just obey his order. Let me share with you a real story that I read in a book. Um, this story said that a woman who is not a believer, one day he went to a church for Sunday service and heard the pastor preach a message about grace. In the sermon, the pastor shared this message. Regardless of what we did, God accepted and saved us. This salvation of grace is only through Christ, through the work he has done on the cross. After the service, the lady went to the pastor and gave him feedback. She said, Pastor, it is a very, very frightening message and concept, but it is frightening good Her words intrigued the pastor, so the pastor asked her, why does the message that being saved by free grace rather than virtue frighten you? The lady replied, if I can be saved by my own good behavior, then there will be a certain limit for God's requirements for me, like a taxpayer I will have certain rights as long as I fulfill my obligations, as long as I fulfill my responsibilities. And I will deserve those rights. But if what you preach is right, what you preach is true, that I am just a sinner who gets free for lesson, and Christ has paid an imperable and costly price for me, it means that I no longer belong to myself but to him, and I can only choose to comply with any request that he has asked for me. My dear brothers and sisters, as the lady said, because Jesus is the savior of the world, then the people who saved by him, who is following him, will no longer belong to themselves. So when facing the Lord's command, they may feel that their faith is not enough. They may feel that their faith is not big enough. But they still need to learn. They still need to choose to obey and show the faith in their lives, even if the faith is very small, is very little. We need to live out an obedient life as well as a faithful life. Actually, after Jesus died on the cross and rose, in, rose to heaven, the disciples, the apostles, lived an obedient lives Because they know who they are, they also know who Jesus is. So they, when they faced a lot of challenging, difficult, tough times, they may have a little face. But they also obeyed the Lord's commands. They learned the lesson from faith to obedience, from requiring greater faith to simply obeying the Lord's orders. As we can see from the book 2 Timothy chapter 1, Paul, Apostle Paul, also learned this lesson. In verses 11 and 12, Paul said that he was sent to proclaim proclaim the gospel and suffered a lot for that. But he was not ashamed of it because he knew who he believed in. In fact, when he wrote this book, when he wrote 2 Timothy, Paul was in prison, and he knew that he would die soon. Facing such kind of hardship, I believe that needs a lot of faith, needs greater faith. But Paul, he took it easy, because he knew who he believed in. Paul learned the lesson from faith to obedience. Actually, from faith to obedience was also the first lesson for me when I was called by our Lord to be a pastor, to serve his church, to serve his kingdom. Of course, I'm still learning. Um, That was 12 years ago when I was a young Christian. I was a college student at that time. I had the desire to be a full-time minister to serve the church. Um, but my, I merged in engineering. When it came to the graduate, graduation season, I really needed to make a decision to be a full-time minister in the church or to find, a, find an engineering job. But I found out that it was very difficult for me to serve the church as a full time minister at that time. There are two practical challenges for me. The first one was the financial challenge because I had a student loan for my four years college education. So after graduation, I would face the challenge of repaying the student loan immediately. But at that time, the minister's monthly salary in my mother's church was $100 per month. I cannot, at that time, I could not imagine how I could survive with that amount of money. So the salary as a minister could not afford my expense. The second challenge was the expectations from my family because I am the only son in my family, and I am also the, mo- the one the m- who got most educated in my family. So my family had high edu- expectations for me. They would expect that I would got a high income job so my family would have a better life. But when I, keep- when I kept praying to God for my future, and asking God to increase my faith if he really called me to be a full-time minister. Something special happened. That was in March 2010. I went to another city to do my internship. One day, after I finished my shift, one of my classmates and I planned to go to downtown to hang out. When we were on the way to the bus stop, I was still thinking about my future plans after graduation. When we were waiting for a bus at the bus stop, suddenly a person came up to me and asked me, excuse me sir, is this money enough for me to take bus home? I looked at him, he was, he was holding a $20 bill in his hand. Then I told him that is too much, one dollar is enough. Then he changed it to a five dollar bill, and asked me, is this enough? At this point, through his body movements, his facial expressions, and his speech, I could say that he may have some intellectual disability. Since the bus ticket is only one dollar, so I tried to help him to find a one dollar bill in his hand, but he had either 10 cents or five dollar bills or larger bills in his hand. I counted all this more change he had in his hand. It was 70 cents. It was 70 cents in total. But at that, to- at that moment, I was doomed because I just happened to have 30 cents with me. So I gave him my 30 cents and helped him to get on the bus. After seeing him getting on the bus, I felt thrilled, excited. Because I suddenly realized that God was saying to me, my son, maybe you don't have a lot, but if you are willing to give, you can match the needs of others. Maybe you don't have much, but if you are willing to give, you can bring a needy soul home. After this event, I prayed to God, God, if you are willing to use me, Even though I only have little faith, I don't have a lot, but I am willing to obey because I hope to see more lost souls to be home with you, to return to you. Thank God, when I returned to my school after my internship, I shared my experience and my decision with my church my wife was moved by my sharing. She became my wife after that. (laughs) Uh, I was also very grateful when I went to the repayment contract. I found out that for the first year after graduation, my monthly payment was very small, and the salary as a church minister was just enough for me. Finally, when I talked with my family about my next step, surprisingly, I, the answer I got from them are uh, the answer I got from them was, "As long as you are happy, whatever you do, we will support you." That's amazing for me. Praise be to God. God taught me the from faith to obedience lesson when He called me 12 years ago but I'm still learning this lesson. As I said at the beginning, from faith to obedience is also the lesson I learned when I prepared this sermon. Um, Two weeks ago, when David called me and asked me, if you would like to help preach this Sunday, my first reaction in my mind was, no. (laughs) Since English is not my first language, and I mostly preached in Chinese churches, so I'm not confident to preach English. If you are inviting me to hang out, I'm fine. But preach? No, that's too difficult for me. But on the other side, I don't want to miss any chance to serve, to serve his church, to serve God's church, because that is, that is his calling to me, to serve his church. So I told David, Uh, Let me think about it. I will get back to you in two days. In those two days, I prayed to God, please increase my (laughs) faith. And I also shared my struggle with my wife. She encouraged me and said, go ahead. God can use you. God can speak through a donkey to his people. How the world will work in people's heart is out of your control. You can, just be a, you can just be his donkey. Then I prayed to God, if you are willing to use me, I will obey, though I have a little face. Two days later, I replied to David, yes. Or of course, I believe that my English is much better than a donkey. <laughs> That is my front face to obedience lessons, church, but I want to ask, what is your front face to obedience lesson? Maybe the lesson is to forgive someone because there is someone who unintentionally offended you, also apologized to you, but you are not willing or you are not ready to forgive because it is so hard for you to forgive. Maybe the lesson is to obey God's calling to you, since God is calling you to serve his church, to serve his kingdom in some way, but you think you are not ready or you are not confident to do that. The from face to obedience lesson may be a lot of things that God is calling us to do but we are not confident to do, because we may only have little faith. Indeed, in our lives, God may ask us to do something difficult or challenging for us. We may not be willing to do, or we may be not ready to do, or maybe we are not confident to do. When we hear his request or his order, we may ask him, to increase our faith, but we should also need to learn to obey his order because he is our Lord. He is our Savior. He is our Redeemer who saved us from our sin. He has a good plan for us. So he is our master. We are his servants. We no longer belong to ourselves, but to him. We need to not only believe in him, have faith in him, but also need to obey him. Amen. Amen. Let's learn the from face to obedience lesson together. Finally, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your only son to save us from sin. You save us for free. That's amazing grace for us, for everyone here. God, we also thank you for sending your Holy Spirit to sustain us, to guide us. Lord, we know sometimes we only have little faith. We are not willing to obey your commands, to obey your calling. Lord, please forgive us Forgive our need of faith. Please also increase our faith so that we can live out your view. Obey your commands. Obey your callings. Finally, glorify your name in this world. We pray in your Son's wonderful name. Amen.